Most of our lives are busy and basically one of those juggling acts at the circus where you have bowling pins, fire, and maybe even a sword flying through the air in hopes that you will be able to successfully secure each item as it falls to the ground. This is what chaos looks like, people, and very similar to what my mind was like around a year ago before I began taking a look at my priorities. If you experience something similar, then keep on listening as in this episode, we are getting into the six priorities in relationships. This is a list of areas we can give our attention to and utilizing this list within a relationship can be a very fun activity to independently sort your own order and then compare with your mates. It's sure to bring some enlightenment and understanding if these sort of things have never been discussed before. Bottom line, whether flying solo or fluttering as a pair, setting and comprehending your own priorities is a major assistance in living an authentic life. This podcast and the information we distribute within is supported by listeners' donations via our patron page. For just five greenbacks, you can offer your appreciation to us and in exchange receive access to our exclusive behind-the-scenes content. If you are interested, head over to our patron page. It's wise-wise.com slash patron. That's W-I-S-E-W-H-Y-S dot com slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Other ways to support us is sharing the podcast on social media, telling your open-minded friends how this podcast has impacted your life, and even reaching out to gain access to your energetic makeup by getting your human design and Destiny card charts and readings, which will further help how you interact and understand the information that we offer within our episodes. Now, as we near the end of the year, I want to express my utmost gratitude for everyone who has listened to an episode or even those who have listened to every episode. It is coming up on our two-year anniversary, January 1st, and we couldn't be more happy with how our podcast is growing. So I want you all to relax and have fun with this one. And now, let's journey. With Aaron and Alexander. Uncovering our authentic self through self awareness, conscious communication, and emotional responsibility. Alexander, one thing that has really started helping me focus on what I want out of life are these, what you call, six priorities. In relationships. And it really took me looking at these and making a commitment to myself and putting my flag in the ground that these are what my current priorities are and these are what I'm going to be focusing on. And then taking, you know, any situation that comes to me, any decision I need to make and filtering that decision in my choice of that decision through these six priorities. And I think it's 
awesome that we are now bringing it to our audience now because I really feel like this is something that maybe we haven't touched upon enough. And I think it's um, such a, a huge tool in helping people kind of have like these um, epiphany moments because that's what it was for me. Mm-hmm. It was like an epiphany moment once I realized that I had to get my priorities straight and stick to them. So, so Alexander, I'm going to allow you to come in and let's list out the six priorities in relationships and discuss. Wonderful. So, you know, these six priorities in relationships are, you know, important from the standpoint that I just don't feel most people even take the time to consider a why they're in the relationship that they're in whatever level relationship this is, where there's not intention, many times there's chaos. So if two people are together and they're trying to be intimate and build a life together, but they truly don't understand each other's uh, order of priorities, uh, they don't even necessarily understand their own. It creates a major communication obstacle. So many times I like to have in my private sessions or when I'm working with a couple in a relationship consulting session to take the time to consider these six priorities. And I'm going to list them not in any specific order. And then we are going to go through an exercise of um, both Aaron and myself uh, giving uh, how we look at this and how you know, when you're looking at your partner either presently or or looking to develop a partnership with somebody, you know, just consider uh, these areas. So the first one is uh, your partner or intimate relationship. The second one is kids, immediate family, brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers. The third one is social time or hobbies. The fourth one is your career or life goals. The fifth one is connection to that higher source, that divine energy, God, whatever someone may describe that as. And then the sixth one I like to suggest is the self. And where is the self really a priority in this union? So breaking these down individually to just go over them again You know, the first one being your partner or intimate relationship, no matter what the genders are. But how important in these number six is your partner and the consideration that you should give them before making a decision about any of these other five issues. And I think this is very important for people that have children and are working to develop a way to raise the children together. And that second one being those children or for some people it's their immediate family like their brothers or sisters. Maybe they don't have children of their own and some people it's their mothers or fathers. And normally this is like whoever you feel responsible for. And this can weigh on a relationship very heavily um, because of the, the amount of attention that needs to go to each of these six variables you know, does create voids in certain areas. So, you know, connecting back to the understanding that wherever we focus our energy, it does create a void somewhere else. And that happened to almost be the topic for today, but we're going in this direction. I think this is very useful and we're going to get to the void uh, a few episodes down the road. 
So we've covered partner and kids so far. The third one is your social time or hobbies. And some people just live literally for their hobbies, uh, to work their 40 hours a week, maybe just so they can get to their weekend to do their motocross racing or their uh, knitting classes or whatever it is. So for some people, it is just social time, uh, living for the weekend, living for that night out on the town. And there's no judgment in any of these six areas or the order that they're put in because this is an individual issue and it is directly connected to the cards in the human design that we, uh, the two systems we utilize as well. And so that fourth one was career or life goals. And this is a big one for a lot of people in our culture um, because you really pushed and fed to focus on your career or your life goals. And uh, this really can create issues in intimate relationships when both parties puts this at a very different position in ranking, so to say. Because many times in a couple situation where one is chasing their career or life goals, the other one is playing a supportive role. And if both parties aren't happy with those roles, eventually that's going to turn into resistance down the road. So the fifth one is that connection to that higher source, that divine energy, that God energy, um, whatever you want to label it as, is your priority and prerogative. And this is something that a lot of people preach that is important to them, but they don't necessarily put on a high priority list when listing this out. They may even, when they're writing it down, because it can be a pressure to, but it really is not what you say that you do. It's really in what you do. And, you know, making sure that that is a priority to you, you know, is very important for some people. And um, once again, I think it's just useful to be able to communicate at least to your partner or people around you uh, where any and all of these uh, reside with you. Then the last one is that we discuss here is the self and how important oneself is in the union that you're coming together with. So at this point, I think we're going to turn it over and I'm going to ask uh, Aaron to maybe be a little vulnerable and share uh, possibly where he feels that he's at at this time uh, with these priorities and what it was like actually uh, you know, writing them down and getting clear on that. Well, thank you for listing them out. Um, of course, I have a lot more a lot of questions to jump into and, and clarify some of this stuff. But yes, uh, I will gladly share mine and be vulnerable at this time. This process was, you know, pretty, pretty hard because you don't want to get to the end of the list and like you kind of feel like the last one is the thing you care least about. But then <laughs> like, you know, so like my last one was, family. I don't have kids, but family. And like, it's not that I don't love my family. Sure. I just, I, I live far away from them. And I think that's correct because I see them maybe once or twice a year. Right. It's not that I don't love them to death and we, we have a great relationship. It's just that priority wise at this time in my life, I'm off doing other things, exploring myself and, sure. and other which avenues. Is, yeah. Which is common for people without kids in your age range. I mean, it's, uh, it's a developmental time, and that's the other thing to understand with all of this is 
this doesn't have to be concrete. And that's what I'm going to share is two different uh, views, maybe where I was uh, 10 years ago and where I am now. And so realize that there is fluctuation and change in this and there is flexibility. But the mainly this is to help you to understand where you're really at and how to uh, maybe communicate it to another one and understand them on a deeper level as well. Yeah, I mean, I would recommend, I mean, when you, after you go through a, a huge growth phase to check back in with this, a lot of our listeners know, I kind of recently went through a huge transition in the last few months. And my priority is just looking at them now and thinking back maybe six months to a year ago, they were totally different. And because I'm, I'm exploring other avenues of my life, a lot of these actually have more meaning to me now. Mm-hmm. So I put connecting to source and you could also, I would say, you know, some people may call that faith in God or something like that. I'm putting that number one because I feel like I've seen signs lately of being divinely guided to experience certain things or connect with certain people or certain people have been like divinely guided to connect with me. Mm-hmm. It blows my mind hearing these stories and seeing all these synchronicities, but I can't like, I can't, it's hard to question or judge it because it just is what it is. And it's a little mind blowing to accept. But, um, so that's where my, my first priority is, is, uh, trying to stay true to that and develop more of my, uh, spiritual practice around gratitude and, and just being very thankful to, you know, the whole planet of energies. Right. And, and of course I know you're a a grateful person, but it is being actively grateful. And uh, I think that anybody out there that you know, picks up the vibe that you're putting out, so to say, is that the more that you celebrate or recognize and express, you're you're experiencing a vibration. So, you know, I've been guilty in the past of also feeling that um, I know that I'm a grateful person, but then catching, hey, am I really celebrating enough? Am I really, you know, being grateful every single time that you walk through the door? And I'm going, no, this is somebody that chooses to do this and and to do this work with me and you know and that just takes just a little bit of extra effort to really create an energy field and uh, that's what we always bring you know this stuff back to is the the energy and how we're exchanging that and so it doesn't have to be Pollyanna if you're really feeling it and that's that's the difference to activated so activated uh, gratitude I think the important part for me is to have more gratitude when things aren't good. Uh, I think that's that's, that's one really thing key. that I've realized that I struggle with because when things are good, it's so easy. It's so easy to be like, oh, thank you, you know, but mm-hmm. when things are bad and not, or, or not going your way, not to judge yeah, them. Friction's but, present. Yeah, and, and like you're unclear about why certain things are happening in your life because it wasn't what you wanted, you know, you're not getting what you wanted, then it's not as easy to pause and and take that time for gratitude. Right. So that was, so number one is connecting to source. Number two is self. Um, I don't think that's, that's a surprise. (laughs) Um, But I mean, again, part of my, my recent revelation was, you know, listening to that inner voice and being true to myself, I, I think, I think it's easy to hide or shun something that doesn't go along with what your current comfortability is in your life. And so, when you have that voice saying, you know, change, you know, make a change, mm-hmm. you kind of just like, you know, what are you? And you kind of just shove it back down, you know. And uh, 
and if it's if it's something that you have to listen, it's not going to go away. Or at least in my case, it, yeah. And the relationships are going to pull it out. And even if you change relationships, so to say, there's still a high likelihood that they're going to play that role eventually. So I I think for me, my experience recently, I have to listen to my to to self and do what's best for me or i'm not going to be happy and then i'm not going to be able to hold hold the vibration and and then doing this work is just pointless i think mm-hmm. cuz you know you're not going to be able to manage it if you're not happy right right and and i think the possibly the the true intention or goal is contentment and that is slightly different from happiness because happiness can have you know almost every emotion has a polarity to it and they're going to come hand in hand. So, see, contentment, somebody could say, well, the opposite is discontentment. But if you truly are choosing to vibrate at a level of contentment, there's you have a, a good amount of leeway. Uh, it, it's not so uh, pigeonholed like happiness is. Uh, one can be content and even be uncomfortable for quite a while, like physically or something like that. So... So the contentment has, I think, the least cost or the least polarity to deal with. And so just remember that whatever you're seeking, uh, you're more than likely going to pay the polarity of it eventually. And so and that payment doesn't doesn't need to be viewed negatively. It's just actually a characteristic of this earth plane that we're on. And that's why I say, you know, be interested in your wants only to recognize what the cost is for that want. If you're willing to pay the cost, then go after that want. But take time to recognize the cost. And this is what many people, how they get in financial trouble is they don't really truly look at the cost and they just go for what they want. So my third would be, even though I'm not in a relationship at this point in time, if I was, I still placed it as number three because that is my priority that's what i want and that's the type of relationship i want is to make it after source and self mm-hmm. is is third and obviously i think when you are in a romantic relationship those kind of need to line up or at least be communicated and we can get into that a little later um and then number four i mean yeah number four is um well i kind of these were kind of uh split a little bit because career and life goals and then social and hobbies it depends on what like what you define this like what is this this podcast obviously i want it to be my career Mm -hmm. or i want it to to be able to sustain my life and see and this is a great uh great question because we have to be willing to be honest and this is where our intention really comes in Uh, so i will like reflect that back and go okay you tell me what your true intention with this is see career doesn't have to be the way you're making your living. Um, a career can be something like when I was in the band scene, I played in the band scene for 11 years, but that was my career. But I had to make money other ways as well. But but that's what I put the majority of my attention, the majority of where my inspiration come from. So I've always said, you know, my career or my life path is, you know, where my passion is at. Um, and then I use other tools like jobs or whatever I need to, to carry that. So, uh, so be, once again, I'll ask you for a new level of vulnerability to kind of say, yeah, how do you, where would you put this? Is it in your career path or is it still at hobby? There's no wrong answer. 
Yeah. And in the past year, I've just fallen in love with this work. I love talking about self-development. It's become like a huge part of my life and it's transformed me into something I never, ever would have thought that I would be Amazing. Uh, the type of person. And so right now I place it above you know, doing web development work, like this is kind of my priority. Even even as some people know that I have the apparel company, that's kind of like the more I've grown into this, the less that's become important to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I wasn't uh, sure how we would define hobby and career. And that's why I kind of put those side by side because I would put whatever this is, whatever right. I define or we define this is, um, but going by your definition, I would say it's a career. It's a right. life goal. Mm-hmm. Um, right. uh, yeah, I knew at this moment in my life. So I would say this um, and then like hobbies. And then, as I mentioned before, um, family, family would become last. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's a, a great uh, breakdown, a very honest breakdown. And as everyone's hearing, you know, the fluctuations and this is what you get into. But there are times when we have to make choices and we're going to get into like some hard choices like, if you have to choose, um, you know, between love or consciousness, you know, which one would you really choose? And most people don't like these uh, kind of black and white decisions. But in times of trauma or times of emergency, decisions like that have to be made. And so I'm not trying to exaggerate these choices, but just to consider them many times can help one uh, avoid uh, some friction that's coming their way. Because they know, hey, this isn't more important. I've got to leave this situation because I've made a promise to a higher priority. And see, if that person hasn't taken the time to list their priorities, they'll constantly stay in trouble of letting people down because they're just basically catering to whatever comes to them at the moment. And this is the difference between no's being useful or being harmful. No is very necessary. It's, a, it's necessary to set those kinds of boundaries. And when you set them with clear and good intentions, normally they're received a whole lot better. But when you say, oh, I'd love to help you out with that, but I've made plans with my wife. She takes care of me every day. I look so forward to going and doing this. So can we please reschedule this? See, that gives that person, they may still be disappointed, but it gives them a lesson of, wow, his wife means that much to him. Um, and that can even be inspiration. So we've got many of those kind of uh, polarities that we're going to bring out in little podcast uh, coming up soon. So, so I'll go ahead and share um, through the whole time of developing this work. Um, my order was like this: it was the self first, which I thought was a great thing that Aaron brought up that he chose source first, and I. That's why there are no wrong answers. Through the things that I've been through in my life, I do realize that this physical body uh, plays a big role in our connection to source. And so we do constantly talk about wellness on all five levels, and we'll mention those again on the mental level, the emotional level, the physical level, the spiritual level, and the energetic level. And so we're always looking at all Uh, subjects from those five points of view. And I would have 10 years ago, I would have probably put source before the self because I hadn't gone through 
an emotional, energetic, and physical trauma at that point in time. So right now, uh, the self comes first. Um, then connection to source uh, was is second. And in the past as well, my partner was third. And I was raising kids at the time. So the kids came fourth. But the partnership was so, mu- so important to come before the kids. And some people will put their kids before their partner. And that needs to be looked at because as long as you can steer the ship all by yourself, that's okay. But if you're really looking to have a partner, you're really looking to have help, uh, you may want to consider that partner coming before the child. Um, so, so once again, hopefully this episode is just going to stimulate some kind of contemplation around this stuff. And now that has changed because my kids are like, uh, you know, 27 years old now and they, they've bought their own home in Hawaii and they're doing great. And my mother and father have passed and me and my siblings relationships are good, but we're not that interactive. So similar to the way, uh, you know, Aaron's family uh, came last, that's where mine would too now. But it used to be uh, that they came at high number number four. And so then in the past, my career was number five and life goals and then social time and hobbies were number six. So the main things that have shifted is that now because I don't have the kids situation is that my job or career or life goals has moved up in the ranks uh, a couple of steps. And that's why I do enjoy, of course, uh, distributing this information with Aaron and sharing the Wise Wise podcast and the Just Philosophy. And, you know, I've been working on this stuff for over 24 years and to you know, to have someone as interested in Aaron, I just want to give, uh, as Aaron is, I want to give a shout out to him and uh, make sure that he knows that I appreciate that. Uh, we've seen, uh, we've come uh, quite a ways in, in three years of knowing each other and uh, his transformation has been amazing. So these priorities, I think, are just really good for you to visit. And once again, I'm going to just list them right quick, just so you have all of them as an option. So The first one is your partner or intimate relationship. The second one is your kids or immediate family, brothers, sisters, mother, father. The third one is your social time or hobbies. The fourth one is your career or life goals. The fifth one is your connection to source or a higher vibration, divine energy, God. And then the sixth one is the self. So do a little exercise and put those in order. And then... What I do is I run everything through those filters. Any option that comes my way, once I have those in order, I go, is this going to take me away from myself or is it going to charge myself? Is it going to take me away from my connection to the divine or increase that connection? Is it going to bring me closer to my partner or my uh, career or life goal? See, as soon as a no comes up, that's the answer. If it makes it through all six of those and it's yes, then There's movement forward. So that's why I think that this is useful is to help you kind of keep yourself on track. Because remember, one of my great teachers mentioned to me when I didn't understand sin and the way certain people looked at sin. And he shared with me that sin is anything that takes you off your path. And so we can expand that to say that once you set an intention, uh, anything that takes you off of that is like sinning. And you pay the price And the more that your direction is in alignment with what the universe is supporting, uh, 
there becomes a flow. And this is the dance between uh, what we want, uh, being of service, uh, being willing to um, heal, take time to heal, and expand our consciousness. And so this is quite a, a wild dance. And I just think that anytime two people can discuss a subject such as these six priorities in relationships, it has the opportunity to bring them closer. Of course, anything that has an opportunity to bring somebody closer has an equal amount of opportunity to bring friction. So learn to make love with the friction out there, you know, people, because we grow through the friction. So uh, we don't have to create it. Life does enough for us, and we can just look at our natural internal friction, and that is why we dance in the wise wise. Can you go ahead and list out, like, your current priorities just so we have that list? Okay. Um, for, so now... I would say it's the self, then connection to source, divine energy. Then it would be partner, then career, then social time, and then immediate family. Okay, okay. Uh, So you uh, just um, gave an example of how you would take a a certain decision and then run it through your list of priorities. Let's take a hypothetical um, situation that could happen within a family that's not not too far-fetched. And even though we don't know their priorities, we could kind of sense like how this could be a difficult decision, especially if two people haven't discussed this. So let's say there's there's a family of five, you know, a, a husband, wife, and three kids, and they've been living in where they are their entire existence as a family and suddenly one of the parents gets a promotion and has to or this promotion is at a different location so you can see how like this almost touches uh, the majority of them Mm -hmm. or or impacts the majority of 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 these uh six priorities so you can see how this decision you know if whatever the spouse comes to the other one and says hey we have this this um, availability to to move here and I get a promotion, but it impacts, you know, it impacts each other because they're moving to a different location and it impacts the kids and family because they have to move and get pulled out of school if they're young enough. Um, impacts the social life because you're moving away from your family and friends. Um, obviously, the career, it's impacted because it deals with that. And then, of course, depending on where they are with self and connecting to source and their priorities within themselves, mm-hmm. it could or, or may not impact. So that that's a pretty major decision, and you can see how that could lead to a lot of friction. Sure, sure. And if there's two major differences in those orders, uh, you know, that's going to create conflict. But say that in this hypothetical, the male, or we'll say the female, is getting the promotion, and, you know, she has in her list that her intimate relationship comes before her job or career. Then when she asks her mate what the, how they feel, and he hypothetically may say, um, you know, I really don't feel good about this. I think it'll strain, blah, blah, blah. Then that's her answer. It makes things very, very simple. Um, but if career comes before her intimate mate and the mate doesn't, uh, isn't on board, then there's a high likelihood that, you know, they're going to go in that direction anyway and deal with whatever friction comes from that. So, you know, it's not going to necessarily solve issues. What this is going to do is just possibly help you navigate through uh, decision-making and what to 
what level to include someone or others in that decision-making because you can probably, if one keeps this fresh in their mind, like I suggest to, then anything that's offered, I just go, okay, is this going to take away from this, this, this? As soon as I get to a, yes, it's going to take away from something that is a priority before that, the answer is no. And that's why, like, um, you know, social has been at the end of mine, you know, for the majority of my life. Now it's moved up into, uh, you know, fifth place because uh, it helps in meeting people, of course, expanding my work, expanding my uh, my knowledge of, of sharing with people both what I do and what other people do. So that has become a little bit more, you know, important. And that's why I think it's important for us to allow each other to shift. And just because somebody lists something the first time doesn't mean that in a couple of months they might not feel better uh, or different and want to change that order. So, you know, don't react too much if any of you out there, you know, write these down and go home and ask your mate or somebody close to you to do the list and then your list is very different because give people time to just process. First, start off with this just being lighthearted in a game. Don't make it too serious right away because more than likely most people that you introduce this to has never even considered uh, putting these in this order. And they may need to work with it and reorder it like three or four times. Um, so so just be kind with it, of course. Be kind and not forceful um, and maybe a little playful. But first, you know, play with yourselves with this and see where how challenging it is and how quickly you can move through it. I'm going to go on a limb and say that we've discussed how to become your authentic self in life. And I would say that that these six priorities, even though we may not have talked about them in that episode, these, you have to be clear on these in order to live authentically, right? Otherwise, sure. you're, you're almost like you're not, you, you don't know yourself completely. Well, this is, that's correct. And this is also helps keep you out of reaction because, once again, whatever is being challenged, wherever you're being challenged, you can run it through the list and go, hey, is this more important than this? And so sometimes that's how you can kind of be like water on a duck's back. Uh, you know, if it's something that happens at work and you're getting ready to go see your mate, then and you run that through your filter and go, is this more important than my mate? The answer is no. I'm going to leave this at work. I'll pick this back up tomorrow. But if a person doesn't take time to use that intention to run it through any filter, they will many times subconsciously or unknowingly take the frustration from work to a higher priority like their kids or their family and not even realize it. So a big part of this is just using your intention to run that filter. Maybe every day before you uh, get out of the car to go in the house from work or when you're going to a social engagement or when you're getting ready for a social engagement and maybe time's getting tight and then the kids are irritating you, you're letting uh, your husband or your wife irritate you and then you run this filter and go, wait a minute, is this social engagement more important than my my me enjoying my wife and kids, my my partner and kids. Uh, see, once again, if people don't take the time to think about that, they're just in reaction and everybody's trying to take care of everything. And it seems like, wow, to the to the people on the outside, man, this party is more important than her kids. And she's so worked up about this. So so whether it's a job, whether it's social or you know, or kids or partners. And the same thing if, if two parents are arguing about something to do with their child, 
you know, to run that through the filter and say, wait a minute, I do put my partner before the kid. So I got to get in harmony with them before we can really work out this what to do with the kids situation. And so hopefully this can resolve a lot of uh, just wasted energy, actually. Yeah, in our hypothetical example that we shared earlier, in your example where you said the the wife was the one who got the promotion, if if she did put her career first before her, her mate and her kids, and they made the decision to take the promotion and they moved, and then let's say their relationship wasn't really in a good place, you know, three months down the road, mm-hmm. then she knows why that is. She made, you know, she made the choice based on her priority. Yeah, and- I mean, that's where I would you know, suggest that is that's a, an aware move. And so, yes, that's part of it is this is probably what's going to create friction. And so, yes, that could allow her to cater to that a little bit more if she wanted the true harmony and go, okay, these people are moving, my, moving my whole family. I feel like this is what I really need to do. Um, you know, and they can justify it for the family, but it's really a career goal. And, but many times the person will still stay focused on the career rather than going, okay, I need to make an adaptation here because if I want them to be in more harmony, I got to give a little bit more in this area. And so that may mean that social just gets taken off the shelf. Now I ain't got any time for social stuff. I'm off Facebook. I'm off all that because I'm moving my whole tribe. I've got to focus on this job. And then I got to bend a little bit for my uh, partner and for my kids and so, once again, it may be just a restructuring of those priorities as soon as that um, opportunity comes up. And, and that's why the flexibility in this is, is very important. And it helps to know, you know, rather than going, well, I wonder what my husband's problem is and why he's being so, so silent. Uh, it does help, as you say, that they can reflect and go, well, yeah, they really didn't want to move and really wasn't on board with this. And so... I can understand their point of view maybe more clearly. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that was a good point, and I wasn't even thinking that. Um, so since we are talking about kind of like the partner aspect, um, I wanted to bring in the terms, uh, the terms uh, compromise and sacrifice, because I do think that it could come into play in a situation where two people may have different sets of priorities and uh terms that were that are often used in and romantic relationships in society are are you know compromise and sacrifice like you have to compromise and you have to sacrifice and that's a marriage and yeah and, i mean this is a, <laughs> it is tricky and it's certainly worth its own a complete podcast which we'll probably do but um yes yeah, sacrifice is a very tricky word in relationships and many people do say that as a truth that relationships are about sacrifice and what i would like to suggest is um, the stuff we discuss on this podcast helps one to make more conscious decisions and to be willing to be flexible but the term sacrifice normally means that there's a higher cost and normally with proper communication um, some type of arrangement can be made to make both parties content. Once again, contentment does not mean that you're in bliss all the time. You can still be in a certain amount of discomfort and be content, hold contentment, hold that vibration. So that may be something to where, um, you know, in that same scenario, the husband comes and says, okay, I really 
can't say that I'm on board to feel that this is the best thing for our family, but obviously it's important to you and I know where that's priority is for you. So I'm willing to give this, you know, six months or a year um, to set some kind of timeline to say, but then we need to like uh, reevaluate. Can you give me that? And see, once that decision is made and it's, it's an arrangement. It's not necessarily a deal that I'll do this for you if you do this for me. It's just an arrangement. And can we both say that we're going to be experiencing a little bit of uncomfortableness, but we're working toward that, um, that contentment. So when a person decides to do something for somebody else against their better judgment, you need to, you know, for my suggestion, to be completely okay with that giving and not be making a deal, not be making a sacrifice, not having your mind that, okay, then she's going to owe me something down the road. Uh, no, that's unconscious deal-making in relationships, and it's never worded. Both parties very rarely understand the agreement of that so-called arrangement. So bitterness normally comes, because anywhere where sacrifice is created, bitterness will eventually arrive. And so it's very important to bend, bend like a tree, but only bend to a point that you can hold the bend for a long period of time and then be willing to reevaluate possibly. And this can be help many couples overcome impasses to just say, okay, well, I'm willing to try it, but be authentic, be authentic, but be willing to uh, re so-called negotiate uh, at a close time down the road and for that to be discussed. And I wanted to bring in the term acceptance because I think it has a huge place here. You don't want to agree to something that you're not going to be able to accept or, or that you're not going to be able to accept. And then later on, you're going to be upset about and then leak yeah. your energy. It doesn't make sense. You yeah, accepted it's a, it. it's a constant drain. And that's why, you know, I suggest, you know, make sure that you've made your peace with it and yep. that you've communicated and said, OK, I can bend like this for a year. And uh, but, you know, what this person may say that, see, the relationship may be ahead of career for the male in this situation is hypothetical. And so he could say, I can bend and give you this career for a year, but in a year I need to reevaluate and I want to feel stronger in our relationship. So, see, that's a, that's a, um, both parties are looking to both bend and to receive and it's being time is being discussed. Nothing has to be concrete. And I like to suggest people to give, you know, give some variables in there, some leeway. But there's also both parties know that it's going to be revisited, you know. And then if some kind of major decision like a separation or something like that needs to happen, you know, both parties can feel like, no, I really tried. And, uh, you know, and some relationships just don't work out. I mean, that there's more friction there than there is uh, reward, so to say. And I keep having this this phrase come into my head uh, that you've shared when you talked about the closing the cabinet story where you said, am I willing to do this for this person for the rest of their lives? Right. And I kind of like, I kind of see that also being in play where, you know, the male in this situation could ask, am I willing to to accept that her career could be because like these these questions need to be asked internally sure. otherwise you're just fooling yourself sure while giving even if the answer is yes i mean like is the career more important than than me so to say or or the kids um and to being able to be honest to go no i mean it's 
she's never hidden how important this is, and it is important, but that doesn't mean that it will be forever. So that's the thing is that, like, uh, everything does change and cycles come and go. And normally even people that are majorly career-oriented, they that phase will change uh, when they get to a certain point of longing for connection and that type of thing. So, so that's why it's good to be aware that, um, you know, in these discussions where, where there is an agreement um, being discussed to bend and remembering to only bend to the extent that you can hold uh, for a long period of time rather than a short period of time because it's going to create uh, bitterness. So be careful with that word sacrifice or be careful making deals in, uh, in relationships. I'm glad we got to briefly discuss that because that's been, that's been a, a subject on my mind. Um, people may laugh, but, but I was watching Married at First Sight when I was sick a couple of months ago. And I, I actually learned, and this is an example of taking something that from the outside some may view as, as something like a, like a reality show and like there's no value there because maybe some sure. of it's staged, maybe it's not. But if you, if you look at it from a neutral standpoint and utilize it as a teacher you can gain a lot of insight on it, a lot of like what I would do in this situation, what I wouldn't do in this situation. And I, I gained a lot from sure. watching that show, uh, Guilty Pleasure, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> as and, it may and be. I think that's a great point. And that's where, you know, it is one of our pillars that, you know, everyone has the opportunity to be your teacher or, or every situation in your life has something to teach you. And uh, that's certainly how... You know, I use the uh, the TV mechanism, we will call it, is that uh, sometimes I can watch a movie or a show uh, up to 10 times because I'm hardly ever focusing on the show. It's It just ignites something for me to contemplate. And uh, so I may drift off for 20 minutes uh, contemplating something that was ignited through that, and then somebody can ask me to tell them how the movie or the show was. And I say, honestly, I don't, I don't necessarily remember, but, um, but that outside stimulation can be very useful when you're not using it as a distraction. So in closing, if we have listeners out there that want to bring this to their, their partners and to, you know, to, to do as a practice, how would you suggest that they go about bringing this to somebody's attention who may not be into like this energetic work? Well, I think uh, always relying on doing your best to just set an example as neutral as possible. So it may be something like um, introducing it as I come across something very interesting today that um, really kind of blew me away a little bit. And it was listing arguably the six main subjects in life and putting them in order of priority. And when I sat down to do that, I realized kind of how complicated that that was. And if you would be entertained by looking at it and trying it out, I'd be very curious in what, you know, your results are. There is nothing right or wrong. There is no right or wrong answers. And, you know, I'm not going to get upset because this is just to be honest of where we are. And it's always flexible. It can always change, but it can probably help us to understand each other's communication a lot better. And I would also throw in maybe before actually doing the exercise, with your partner, discuss what each term means because that would be important that you both kind of share the same definition. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, you know, it's 
almost always useful to take time to define words between partners. And yes, to go over each one of these and to say, hey, what does this term mean to you? And and to share both views, and they may even be different. So the point isn't to get each other to agree with what each one means. It's so that you can just understand each other better. And no one is right and no one is wrong. So, you know, and I've gone through many words like this in different relationships. And one of the major ones was the word understanding. And when somebody says that they understand something, like what that really means to them. And to me and someone that I was in a partnership with, they wound up after five years it being revealed that that that, that term meant two completely different things uh, to us. And so it goes to show that there's there's always work to be done and both uh, personally and with our relations. Awesome show, I think. I think yeah. it's pretty cool, and it's pretty cool that people get to take something away from this to do as a, as a tool with their partner. So everybody out there, enjoy, and stay tuned for our three minutes of stillness.
We appreciate your interest in self-growth, conscious communication, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember, gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results. The Just Philosophy, as discussed in this podcast, has been developed by Alexander over the last 22 years in his private practice, professional environment, and private studies. The information discussed is intended for educational purposes only. It is not meant as a replacement for conventional medicine. Just remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. As we continue sharing this information, there are also multiple ways to share and support this work. Gain access to our exclusive content, behind-the-scenes footage, and other products that assist you on your self-awareness journey by joining our patron team in exchange for a monetary donation by visiting wise-wise.com slash patron. That is wise-whys.com slash p-a-t-r-e-o-n. Another way of support is by sharing this podcast with receptive individuals or even leaving a review on popular platforms such as iTunes or Facebook helps us introduce this work to others through the listener's words. We are also on most major social networks, so follow us along there or even join our Facebook group community. Continue your journey by visiting Alexander's website where you are able to book private consultations in person, by phone, or even Skype. Know thyself better with human design and destiny card reports and readings as mentioned in this podcast. View a calendar of his live performances and class schedule. Peruse his other products such as shirts, CDs, and the revolutionary VibroTune sound vibrational therapy tables that assist with subtle energy alignments. So grab that keyboard and go to thejustphilosophy.com for those goodies. That's T-H-E-J-U-S-T-P-H-I-L-O-S-O-P-H-Y.com. And if you love the touch of a soft shirt with a message that will warm your heart in resonation, then check out my company, Verity's Apparel, where I am a one-man band doing it all from design to physically printing the garment and sealing it all with a conscious touch. Just go to veritiesapparel.com, V-E-R-I-T-E-E-S-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. Thank you all for being a part of this journey with us.